what is on the table for today? Listen, you know, we've been dealing with membership rights. We've dealt a little bit with the constituency session at the very beginning uh, when we started this series. Now we're going to talk about the future of the church. And, you know, I say future, but I want to say the present (laughs) because the future is now. So we're going to talk about the future of the church, leadership in particular. We're going to deal with that. What does a leader look like in the we say post-COVID-19 world, but we're still in this pandemic a little bit. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to get the thoughts of uh, someone that is in a position where they see leadership at a broader level. All right. I, Roger, who's at the table today, Doc? Wow, isn't that interesting? <laughs> today, we, we are so blessed to have with us the ministerial director for the Southern Union. Many know him um, because of his down-to-earth way of teaching and sharing and leading and providing. He doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk there in the Southern Union. And we're just so happy to have with us Pastor Roger Hernandez. All right, and then we've got an extra special guest, surprise guest with us today. Um, yes, sir. Uh, and he is known to many far and wide. Well, I call him Captain Kirk. Um, he's also known as the Bishop. He is uh, uh, one who leads out in a very, very uh, new and kind of engaging. Um, yeah, it started out. Well, I'm going to let him tell us a little bit about it. Um, but we're seeing church kind of already begin to take on a different feel. And we have with us um, Mr. Kirk Nugent. Um, Kirk Nugent is a um, he's a pioneer in 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 Adventist digital media ministry. Um, and so he's going to be sharing with us today because so much of where the church goes from here is going to have to do with um, digital media. And we've talked about some of that before. We want to bring them on the screen today. Uh, here they are. Hello, um, Kirk Nugent and uh, and Pastor Hernandez. Um, what we normally do, we're going to have a, we're going to have a word of prayer. Then we're going to give you just a quick second to just uh, say a little bit more. Kirk has something sure. very special that we want him to promote. Um, I'm trying to figure out, Kirk, if we, if we maybe get through the conversation, our numbers are usually at its height towards the end. So you, 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 you oh. can cast a wider net um, if we if we spend some time on that when we get near near the end of that. But let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Father, be with us as we engage this discussion on where we go from here today in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So listen, Kirk, we didn't give your whole resume and, and all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, we didn't tell everybody. So we're going to get let both of you just say a little bit about where you are, what you're doing, what you're involved in. Um, and so, Kirk, since you are not the preacher in the group, although we call you bishop, uh, we're going to give you a little <laughs> bit more time than Roger. Although, listen, Roger's not that kind of preacher. If anybody knows Roger uh, Hernandez, R- Roger's quick and to the point. He'll, he'll get you there and get you out. So we'll give Roger Hernandez his full time today. But... Uh, Kirk, we're going to give you 59.7 seconds, whatever you want to say to whoever wants you to say it. Time is yours, sir. And I'm so appreciative of the panel. Uh, Pastors Roundtable, thank you for having me. Uh, just just want to say hello to everybody. I'm Kirk Nugent, the Gig Speaker Preacher. That's what I go by on YouTube. That's where a lot of people know me from. Um, in the church spaces, I am known as, you know, self-professed Jesus geek. I've been in IT positions um, 
from um, Oakwood University to a mission post in Southern Africa and the Ocean Division as IT director there, even working at the General Conference. Uh, but I am just, listen, I, 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 I teach small businesses, faith-based entities and entrepreneurs how to simplify live video mechanics to shine a floodlight on their brand. That's it, that's, that's me in a nutshell. So I'm excited to be here, excited to share a little bit with you guys uh, about what is possible um, in this new landscape and how we can use some of those things for the cause of Christ. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Pastor Hernandez, time is yours. You got, we'll give you your full 60 seconds, man. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, my name is Roger Hernandez. And uh, you said that there was some free stuff to give away, but you didn't have any, but I have good news for everybody. Uh, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, I'm not, <laughs> I'm giving away a free book called Grow. So you just got to go there, send me a little awesome. note, comment section awesome. and say, hey, I want the free book and I am, I'll send you a free book. Um, um, my present role is evangelism and ministerial director. So I'm the pastor's pastor for a thousand pastors. And that's what I do every day. All right. All right. Man. So Roger, just, I just want to be clear. So when they go to your channel, where on their channel? Cause I know we've got a lot of folk that may not know exactly. So they go to your comment section that they email you. How do they, how do they contact you when they get to your YouTube channel? Um, the, when they go to my YouTube channel and they, they subscribe, they can do it three ways. Number one, they can put something in the comment. Number two, they can go to the comment and leave a comment there. Or yeah. they can go to rogerhernandez.org and and just send me an email through there. So either way works. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great. Beautiful. All right. So Kirk, we, we want to, if, if we can, that, I, I'm going to switch that up. And I know because Kirk can't stay for the whole, whole time today. So <laughs> we, 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 but we do want to catch, we do want to catch what Kirk is oh, doing. Oh yeah, abs and, absolutely. And so Kirk, go ahead and tell us, tell us what's coming up and, and what, what you got going on. Well, I mean, first of all, I, this 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 platform, this space, uh, this uh, this community that um, Roger Anselm and uh, Dion have been creating uh, for for the community is 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 for pastors uh, to be able to to get resources to be to be plugged into what's happening in different places and spaces. Um, I love that they've created this space. I love that um, the group, the following is growing, and I'm 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 happy to hear the conversations from different places where they're saying, "Yeah, I saw this on Pastors Roundtable. I, I heard this from Pastors Roundtable." Oh, wow. um, it is having its impact. It is having. Uh, it is it is informing people. It is um, it is is getting people to kind of think a little bit differently about ministry. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited that, that, that this space has been created. My space uh, is called how it all works. And it's a little bit different in that I am sharing with people how you can use live video to get your message out there. Now, some businesses and brands have a very unique and specific message that they want to get out there to people. Uh, whether you are, I don't know, in philanthropy or you're in planned giving or you are in finance management, you're sharing with people how they can get free from, from debt. Or, or you may be um, a counselor of sorts and you've kind of mastered some ways in how people can um, overcome different things like uh, you know, uh, imposter syndrome and, and different things that are mental, right? There is a way for you to use live video 
to get that message out there. And so in the how it all works space, my, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Kirk R. Nugent, youtube.com slash Kirk R. Nugent. Uh, that's, that's the YouTube channel. And if you, if you watch some of the videos there, you'll see that that's essentially what we do. We go over some of the different platforms that are available to you and some of the different techniques that you can use, but we are diving into some of the things that you can do as uh, a person as a as a as a icon if you will as the main point um to get your message out there using live video that's what i love about the pastor's roundtable that's what i love to do but here's the thing what people are quickly realizing is that you can use these same techniques these same principles and practices these same tips and tricks for the purposes of spreading the gospel as well but there are three things that you got to do. You got to do when you're entering the digital space. If you want to be relevant, you want to be successful. You want to start to begin building a community. You've got to do three things. Number one, you've got to be consistent. Show up at the same time. Make sure that people know where they can find you, where they can follow you, how they can support what you're doing. But you got to be consistent in order to do that. You can't say I'm going to show up this week and then not show up another week. Hmm, wow. Got to be consistent. The, then the second thing you got to do, and this is critical, you've got to answer a question. A lot of our, our, our messages, a lot of our ministries, a lot of our church services, a lot of the things that we stream online is great, but it is not answering a question. And I think we, we really need to hone in on what questions we're answering. I think um, as believers in the living God, we have many answers for questions. We have them. We have them in space. We, we have multiple answers for questions. We just have to package our content in a way that is specific for people who are watching to be able to answer a question. Here's the thing, both Facebook and YouTube, uh, of course the, the modality is different on both, but people are searching for answers. If they're searching for an answer and your video comes up, your content comes up, you wanna get right to the point. You don't want somebody to search for your content, find it, which would already be a big plus, and then have to scrub through uh, a very beautiful three song praise set, right? Which, is, which was uplifting to your community, but this person is asking a question. You see how that, that imbalance happens there. You want to be able to get them the answer to their question immediately. And what that's going to mean is maybe, maybe you do something for your in-house members, right? To, to check that box. But when you're looking to go intentionally into the digital space to storm, you know, the gates of hell to bring one, if not two out uh, to, to the marvelous light of Jesus Christ, you are going to need to be very intentional. Uh, you're going to need to put in small form content, uh, seven minutes uh, or less wow. And, wow. and and answer a question. Uh-huh. You got to be consistent. You got to answer a question. And this is the third one. I'm going to shut up. The third one is you got to be vulnerable. This is where a lot of us have a major, major issue. And so here's the thing. You got to couch your answer to the question as one who needed or still needs the answer. Uh, somebody, somebody lost me on that one. So you, if I have, if I struggle, if I struggle with a specific thing, um, when I find even, listen, I I don't even necessarily have to find the answer. If I find one little tip, a one little trick, I can share that and tell folks, Hey, this is what I'm learning on my journey towards victory on my journey towards overcoming this thing. People will follow. They're not going to resonate with you being polished. Hey, I'm perfect. Come look at me. Come look at my church. We're perfect over here. Come be perfect like us. It's not real. And folks mm. are just not in, they're not 
listen, in a post-Trump uh, society, we're not feeling the lies, all right? We're just not there. <laughs> so so, so they, they're looking at what we are doing and they're saying, they're not, do they even, so they're sharing with us answers to questions. Are these answers stuff that has affected their own life? So the, the word of God says we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. The word of the testimony is what's missing. You can't testify if it didn't happen to you. Hmm. And see, herein lies you finding the crux of what it is you want to put out in the digital space. You've got to find your struggle. Allow God to show you how you can daily methodically overcome. Package it, folks. Write the vision and make it plain. And then share it with people in the digital spaces who are asking the same question as you. Your tribe is out there. The people who struggle with what you struggle with are out there. They're waiting for you to be bold enough, to be obedient enough to share what God is doing in your life. That's what I like to do with live video strategy. That's the reason why I'm passionate about this thing called live streaming. And, and let me say this last thing, Pastor Paul, you'll, you'll like this one. In, with live streaming, God has given us just a small window into his omnipresence. It's just a small window into his omnipresence with live streaming. We can be in multiple places at the same time <laughs> with live streaming. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm curious, Pastor Hernandez. So, so you're hearing this from a, a non-clergy person, at least not officially clergy. How does that resonate <laughs> with, with, with what you've heard? I know we call him the bishop. Um, but how does what you've just heard, how does that resonate with what you see pastors doing or, or churches doing um, here at the beginning of 2021? On the on the tail end of a of a worldwide pandemic where churches have been forced into this space. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first, first of all, I like to affirm uh, Kirk with a clear clear explanation. I like people that speak in points uh, and mm-hmm. get to the point. So thank you very much uh, mm-hmm. for that. Um, I think the basis, and I've said this several times before, uh, the basis of the the divergent views that we have right now in church is some churches think this was only an interruption and some churches are recognizing this is a disruption and re- mm-hmm. and, yes. and that determines that determines your social media strategy your live stream yes. strategy your missional strategy um you know what one thing i don't understand uh pastors friends uh and normal person kirk um, <laughs> I knew Dion wasn't normal. <laughs> uh, Dion lives in Florida, right? And so does the, the, the What I understand is his flood zones, right? We has his mm. flood zones. And people build houses on flood zones, knowing that eventually your house is going to be flooded. And then they take pictures when the flood happens and the water is up to here. Right, mm-hmm. and they're they're using a canoe uh, mm-hmm. in their living mm-hmm. room, and the water recedes, and they build on the same location. Mm. Yes, they do. They yes, do. They do. They, they, I'm gonna build right here <laughs> in this place that I know is gonna flood. So right now, what I see churches is we're gonna build right here. We're gonna, you know, we had a pandemic, we had to shut down. We're gonna do the same thing in this flood zone, just waiting for the next Mercy. crisis. Wow. My, Wouldn't my, it be my. more secure? 
there, you know, there are mountains on Earth. There are there are places where it does not get flooded, right? Mercy. You can build. You can build a location. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I think the only the only other thing that I would say, uh, one thing Kirk said about questions, uh, sometimes we're answering questions people are not asking. Well, come on. And, and, we, and we figured, yeah, I want to give them the answer to this, uh, and then nobody's nobody's asking that, right? No. I would never get, sharing truth for the sake of truth is not helpful. Uh, I would never give a breastfeeding seminar in a retirement home, even though the content is a hundred percent true, but it's yes. not applicable. So I had, Why? I don't know what they're asking. I have to ask them. So what questions do you have? And this, mm. this assumes that we have relationships with people who are far from God. And in five years, most members don't have relationships with people who are far from God. Right. Uh, so uh, you, you're saying in five years, you mean five years after they become a seven day Adventist. They, that's that's correct. Mm, wow. Wow. Correct. So, so we, we have, wow. we have this, this spiritual incest thing going, where is it just Ooh. about us? And like, what question do you have? Let me answer your question. And like, we talk about ourselves for ourselves. Uh, and that's one of the fastest way to enter into delusion. Uh, where you think you're doing better than, than what you are. Because in the pandemic, our tithes and offerings actually went up. That's right. Across mm -hmm. the yeah. board. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. This year, they're 10% they're stronger. And uh, I remember wow. asking, uh, I remember asking uh, the president of the North American Division one time, when do you think we're going to have structural change? And he said, the day after bankruptcy. <laughs> Wow. Oh my. Hey, wow. Hey, that, that's wow. that's that's big though. What is cuz what is that saying? I mean, that's saying that as long as we're being funded, as long as there's money there, as long as we are rich and increased in goods and have need of nothing, as long as we think that this is, then we're going to stay lukewarm. I mean, I'm sorry. Then we're going to stay uh, like <laughs> right where we were. Wow. Yeah. My my my. So, so, I mean, wow. Yeah, go ahead, Roger. So we have to ask ourselves, all right? So I, 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 I mean, Kirk is an expert in this, but it just drives me nuts to look at the replication of the worship service in the building now done online. Yes. Where all the announcements, they had me, they had me preach at a church that said, we start at 1045, you'll be up by 11. It was 1145 and I wasn't up yet. Uh, they, they, they played. They played a Bible game. They had announcements. They they voted people into uh, positions. They had nominating committee. You nobody care about that. Nobody no. had time for that. Nobody had time for that stuff. Come on now. I, I wanted to do like a Monday night football. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> what I got are you doing? <laughs> It's, I got a question. You know, I, I, I interviewed Nona Jones, and she, she said three seconds. That's what you got. Three seconds. Three seconds. That's what she says. They, they yes, know who you're right. Just tell, tell, tell us who Nona Jones is. All, all this conversation and all this, hey, brethren, come ye hither, using versions of the Bible that nobody understands. You're just sending a message. No, we're different. Yes. We're separate. You don't get us. We're a club. And then when yeah. people don't come, yeah. then we say, why this? Why? This, the, the Holy Spirit is getting removed from the earth. That's the reason. No, it's because That's your life stream sucks. 
That that's the reason. Yeah, there it is. That's there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and, and it's 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 good. It's go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Doctor Dion. Go ahead. I say, and, and I, and I want to I direct it to Kirk and Roger. One of y'all could take it. What has this pandemic exposed in our church? Like, um, you know, we're, we're at the tail end, we say now, but what has this pandemic exposed in our church that we need to do something about before it's too late? Um, I think Pastor Hernandez is, is going to close it out. So I'll just say this very quickly. Um, one thing for me it has absolutely exposed is the fact that, uh, well, the, the church has been closed and the community has not missed us. By and large. The church have, churches have closed and the community has not missed the fact that our churches have closed. Now, now that may not be the case for everybody. I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I know that for a fact. There are, there are entities, there are churches that are very service oriented and they have continued to do service projects throughout the course of the pandemic. I know I go to such a church and we've tried, um, sometimes not, not always possible. We've tried to, to, you know, you know, with all the necessary precautions to continue to do some of the service that we are known for, literally citywide, we're known for being a service-oriented uh, body of believers. Um, but what what we have been saying to folks for far too long is, come in here and you can be blessed. Yeah. Uh, right. What, yeah, what live streaming has yeah. done, well, what live streaming has done is it allowed us to show people what is happening in here so they don't necessarily have to come they can experience it where they are and and so that brings me to the second point my last point and that is what what we are what we are showing people i think pastor hernandez just said this it's not relevant Mm. it's for the it's for the club and so and so you you have this dissonance it's like we're st- we're just doing exactly what we would normally do when we were in church. Yes, that was also irrelevant. That was also just for you guys as your core body of believers. It's not for anybody else. It was not meeting the needs of the people you are hoping to reach. And then, if I could be just brutally honest, it's not meeting our needs either. Well, it's checking a box. It's it's allowing us yeah. to feel like, hey, you know, we had church today. We sang the doxology. You know, we repeated the fourth commandment um, and we had church. But people will leave that service not having an answer to the questions that have plagued them all week long. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's the problem. What, what about how, how would you respond? Because I, I know that at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were talking about this virtual space, every preacher that I know just about was saying, wow, our attendance has doubled. It's quadrupled. It's, you know, whatever. Mm. Even if they were doing what you guys just said, even if we were just replicating what they were doing in the building, they were looking at their view counts and they were saying, so you got a church of a, of a you know, 135 and they're seeing 400 views and they're like, well, we weren't getting 400 people in the building. So we're being successful in what we're doing. That's what they're, they're saying Mm. that this thing that what, what pastor Hernandez just said, what Kirk just said, they are way off base because our numbers have gone up, not down. How would you respond to that? How's, how's, how's it going? How's that going right now though? Yeah. 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 I think the facts are our friends, right? Um, and 
and and uh, statistics lie, and <laughs> and all liars use statistics, right? Uh, we we views <laughs> views <laughs> are not another another the the measuring tool. Engagement mm -hmm. is engagement okay. is right. Okay. So if I measure views, like yeah. I mean, there are videos on YouTube that somebody some some kid opening a toy that has 7 million views. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to measure stuff by views, then we should assign a high value to dudes opening toys. All right. So what, so what's the engagement? What is it? How are we engaging people? And, and of course, you know, we've learned, uh, most of us, at least we've learned that it's not about the views it's about, you know, time engage is it, about, yeah. uh, you know, individual devices, you know, okay. <laughs> but we try to milk the system. Yeah. Like we say, Hey, at first it was the views. And when that went down, it was like 19 devices, but you know, a device can have from one to 10 people. So yeah, we started like, saying that. That's right. like 10 people. You don't have that many Hispanic families, by the way, first of all, that's, first of all, right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's not racist. Cause I said it right. <laughs> you don't say it. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, so so we try to milk this 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 system, and and I think one thing that I would say before moving on from that question that Dion said, it this exposed uh, that when we yeah. put our minds together, we can do stuff. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you found money that you haven't found money for in the last twenty years. All of a sudden, you found money. Woo, mm -hmm. live stream. All of a sudden, it appeared. All of a sudden, it's here. Oh my goodness! We and it's you know never waste a crisis. Crisis are great opportunities. Oh man, yeah, right. So it exposed yeah. our idolatry towards structures, right, mm -hmm. and not people. It exposed our building centric theology, right. Hey. It exposed some idols. Problem with idols is that they always demand the sacrifice of our kids. And, and this is a this 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 pandemic Oops. is not always sent by the devil, you know. God can help us uh, work through this and come out on the other side, a different church. And for that, we're thankful. Kurt, let me let me yeah, let me yeah. talk on there to 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 your your question, Anselm. There's for cities like the one I live in, a uh, very small city. I've a huge number of Adventist churches. There is a considerable amount of, um, to use a, a very basic term, sheep stealing. Uh, people moving from one church to the next, to the next, to the next, and they just kind of go around. It's the same person. It's the same number, uh, but they just happen to be at a different place this week or at a different place in this season. Um, when you translate that into online, what you will have happen is um, large numbers will converge on whatever it is they want to see or whatever it is they, whoever it is they want to hear. And so uh, folks have experienced, um, you know, huge numbers depending on who was speaking that Sabbath or who was singing that Sabbath or whatever they had on the program for that week, they will experience those huge numbers and then they will experience a huge drop. The, 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 the thing that uh, Pastor Hernandez said that's so critical is engagement. What are you doing to capitalize? I'm not against having the big numbers, but what are you doing to capitalize on the fact that you have that big number? Is there a follow-up plan? 
Mm. Or did they just watch for the three to 10 seconds that Facebook uses to count a view and then they left? And if that's the case, what did you give them in those 10 seconds? What did you give them in, let's say, let's best case scenario, five minutes. What did they get in those five minutes? In those five minutes, were you doing announcements? Mm -hmm. In those five minutes, were you saying all those in favor, say aye, all those opposed? In those five minutes, were you talking about some major meeting that was happening at some other three-letter organization that nobody outside of your bubble understands? Mm -hmm. What happened in those five minutes? What did they leave with? Because what they left with is going to determine whether or not they decide to come back. And this is where a lot of us are going to struggle because we don't know how to translate somebody coming to watch what it is you're putting out online into an actual relationship. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, can, I, can I say just one more thing? Um, it's interesting to me, uh, Kurt just said something that I hear say all the time. If you really think about it, it's madness how, how we say it because we're like, for example, we let, let's just pick a very common place, uh, Oakwood, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama has 250,000 um, 250,000 people. There's 10,000 Adventists. He didn't know. That's that. five. That's 5%. It's, yeah. it's packed with Adventists. It is. <laughs> only, only an Iraq. Like if you, if you, if you, if you were listening to yourself for a moment that you would say, we're everywhere. We're 5% of the population in, in Huntsville. 5%. Wow. In other words, there, there's 240,000 people who still, I'm not heard the Adventist message. Uh, so when you say, well, this is saturated, the field is saturated. Is it though? Is it? That's a good question. It's it? a good right? question. Or, 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 or are we just going from, from the live stream to live stream and getting from a little bit, I like the worship service here and the sermon here and the children's here. And I can just sit at home and it's the max of consumer Christianity where Ooh, I'm there to fed and I'm not there to feed anybody. Uh, and I'm there just to, there to consume a product versus provide a service. My word. Wow. Wow. That's huge. Dr. Henry, if I may, I know you didn't ask me this question, but I, I, I would like, may I, may I chime in on it as well? Uh, yes. what, I think what Roger exposed? wants to come back too. Oh, he's back. Okay. I think we got to right. get Roger back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, um, so one of the other things I think that the pandemic exposed was and, and I know we've hit it already, but I just wanted to push a little further it is the the idolatry that we had for numbers. So we oh, were wow. looking at numbers when we were in our buildings. So when we had a special day, it was a success if a whole lot of people were there. And generally, they were just other Adventists yeah. from other Adventist churches. So when you have a, a ushers day, then you invite all the ushers from all the Adventist ush churches in the area. And then you spend a whole lot of money feeding somebody else's church's ushers and their families when you're doing this. And so, you know, but it was a success. And so we, we did the same thing now when we move over here into the virtual space we've looked at that and we look at those numbers and we've patted ourselves on the back and i did it too 
too. I, we looked at that thing and we were like, wow, look at these numbers. And, and it was, and it was as far as the views that were coming until I did some of that stuff that Kirk was talking about. I went and started looking at that analytics, those analytics. And I figured out that those views on Facebook, it, it Facebook doesn't count it a view if they've been on for three seconds for three yeah. seconds, then it's a view on Facebook. It's third. I'm That's sorry. Right. On YouTube, it's 30 seconds after 30 seconds. It's counted as a view we're putting out there and Roger, somebody talked about, it, I think it was Kirk. You talked about it in your opening where you were saying, talking about short form content and short mainly form. church church. Uh, worship services, we're doing long form content. We're putting out 90 to 120 minutes worth of content. And, and, and yeah. for us, we're looking at that. I go and look, we may have had 700 views. I've seen some of the stuff that we've done here on Roundtable, where we have had 7,000 views. And then I go and look at the average watch time, a minute and eight seconds. <laughs> And we're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold up, <laughs> 7,000 views and the average watch time. And, and it's 90 minutes worth of content. And that's what's happening with our church services. So when you got a, 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 you know, hour and a half worth of church or two hours worth of church, and you see at the end that you saw, you know, there was 7,000, 10,000 people who watch your church service, but how long were mm -hmm. they for? And the reality is this, is that the mission that we have has not attendance in the building. It's not views on a line live stream it's discipleship which takes us right back to Come where on. you work hurt the, the mission yeah. was discipleship and so That's what it. are we doing in this virtual space that is introducing people to a jesus that they want to follow on sunday on monday when the live stream is done uh, oh, that that's kind of a you know what, what we, we and so when we worship at that idol of numbers we miss out on on the real mission which was discipleship in the end okay i'm done yeah. i'm gonna turn it back over to yeah. our yes one thing i want to bring out one thing i want to bring out is the fact that even the world don't know what the post pandemic is going to look like yeah and i think it's arrogant of us to believe we know what it's going to look like mm -hmm. or we we're going to go back to what it used to be because we want it to be that way and i am scared for the church and that's mm. why i love to hang out with uh the bishop and hear his concept and, and, and Pastor Roger, you know, you're sharing today some very unique um, imagery that really makes it real that even in a post-pandemic world, church is going to be significantly different. Yeah. Mm. Significantly different. And we have got to get used to that. And I don't know what can we do to help not just our members, but even our pastors to get to that mindset because a lot of pastors are just willing i gotta open i gotta open i gotta open yeah and they haven't really planned what are you opening to or for reality of the post pandemic, <laughs> pandemic world you know i i i i, I would summarize i heard this in a podcast uh Remember who was the one that said it? But um, future church needs to be a hundred percent in person and a hundred percent online. Um, uh, online used to be like we doing everything in the building. We don't acknowledge anybody unless it's in the beginning. We don't acknowledge anybody online. We just, we just. It, it's like if you're if you're using one of those traffic cameras where you can just look at what the traffic. Or nobody's interacting with you, right? Nobody's interacting with you. Uh, but it has to be 100% like people that, that that their job is interacting with people online. Uh, you know, this 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 week we finished a evangelistic series in Rogersville, Tennessee. Uh, 
It's a small town, a church of 50 people, baptized 15 people. Most of those people are going to be in this church a year from now. Why? Because they've already built relationships with them over this last nine months. And we've had people commit to Christ online and there's a discipleship process for them. There's somebody when, when the, when the live stream is on, there's somebody chatting with them. There's somebody encouraging them where somebody makes a decision, asks a question, they're right there. They're connecting with people. It's not just like watch this, but it's, it's really for the people in the building, but this is for, for both at the same time. Let me, let me, let me, let me throw this out here. There's a, uh, when you're doing, live content. So first of all, when you're doing produced content, you're producing uh, a, a, some some short form video that people can take and answer their question and move on with their day. They can take it, they can apply it to their situation, fix a problem and move on with their day. They can take it, mm-hmm. they can share it with a friend, they can apply it, they can move on with their day. That's produced content. When you talk about live content, um, and this is the beauty of some of these platforms like Ecamm, StreamYard, Restream, others, BeLive, MelonApp, doesn't matter, OBS, doesn't matter. The beauty of these platforms is it's taking multiple people's jobs and condensing it into what could be one person. But but let me say something here. This is where what, what Pastor Hernandez is so, said is so critical when he's talking about, look, when people, there's somebody in the chat chatting with the guests. Uh, there is... People, if, if we could, the consumer, the consumer Christianity is what's killing us in this current space. Even for those who are putting out content that is phenomenal, right? That is completely and totally 5,000% geared towards the end viewer, right? N- not, not with our traditions and, and country club standards in mind. I'm talking about content that is, is answering the question that it's consistent and it's vulnerable. Even in those scenarios where people are doing those things, we still have a very much a rest of the folk who are like, oh, this is nice. And they sit and they watch. Guaranteed, somebody is, is looking right now and they're looking at the screen. They're saying, I wonder why he has that background. It's a little bit odd. That is consumer mentality. You are here mm. to critique. You're not actually here to be part of the ministry. This is the problem where we find ourselves. We've got to find ways, and I don't, I don't have an answer to this. I just know that this is a critical issue that most churches are facing right now because we've been in the pandemic for a year. And by and large, the people who have been keeping it going are your media team and your, your speakers. Maybe, maybe your vocalists and your band. But yeah. everyone else has been sitting back. Mercy. You know, they don't have to turn on their camera. They've just been watching. They don't have mm-hmm. to do much. It is, the, the cost for entry is very low. And so because wow. we've developed this consumer mentality towards worship, you're not involved anymore. So wow. here's the challenge I'll throw out there for everybody. Wow. This, um, yeah. Get off your couch and get to work. Mm. Go and ask folks, how can I be involved? I want to mo- mm-hmm. moderate the comments this Sabbath. I want to moderate comments this Sabbath. Give me the the number, the, the number that we put on screen when, when we're asking people to call in. Give me that number. I want to man that number this Sabbath. What's the email address that we put on screen when we're asking mm. people to make a decision? Send that to me. I want to follow up with those people this week. Get off the couch and get back to work. Wow. Because that consumer, listen, it's not, it's twofold. Yes, there's a reason why he said that those 15 people will continue to stay there because they've made connections. The reason why we're struggling with the engagement piece because they're not connected. 
We invite people mm. almost as a drive-by. You throw the, 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 hey, how come you don't have a flyer? Give me the flyer so I can share the flyer. Well, how are you sharing the flyer? You just, you just throw it at them. Hey, here's, this is what we're doing. Come, come check it out. No, you go to the person and say, hey, you remember we talked about uh, integrity? Remember I, I told you that I struggle with integrity and I lied about this thing and you commiserated. You, you said you had the same struggle. My church is doing a whole series on integrity. Hmm. I'm hmm. going to be enriched. I'm going because I know I have a struggle. And we talked about this before. Why don't you join me? Wow. That's an invitation somebody can accept. And then when they get there, you sit with them virtually. Open up, bring, bring up two devices, text them. I see you just joined the chat. So excited to have you here. Something is said, you text them again. Hey, did you hear that point? I'm writing this down. Let's chat afterward. Wow. It's not hard if we are intentional. If we're willing to be Good. vulnerable, if we're willing to get ourselves into an uncomfortable place, if we're willing to stop being consumers, critiquing, oh, that man's mic is too loud. Oh, my goodness. That camera, I can't really see him. But his internet seems like it's bad. I, for me, it's wavy. Um, we've become consumers. And I know that wow. folks are looking at me like, but Kirk, this is what you teach. Yes, I teach it because I want to get all the distractions out of the way so your message can be heard. That's why I teach it. But if you don't have a message to begin with, eh, it doesn't mm. matter. Oh, <laughs> mercy. And, and if you don't have people who are on the team, if you think this is a, a one-man team, it, it, you're, you've lost the battle already. Every live streamer will tell you they've got at least five other people working about it. Your assistant producer, somebody's doing something in the comments. You got mods who are putting oh, up goodness. links. You got people yeah. who are managing the phone calls, the email addresses, the chat lines. You got people who are doing the follow-up. You got people who are cutting the content into shorter form content and sharing it back out. Yeah, Kirk, and they've got an army of other people who are resharing and resharing again, and they're sharing yeah. it with their own personal testimony. Here's a clip from church service where my pastor talked about this topic. Here's how it hit me. Take a listen. But here's the 60 point. seconds or less. Here's another thing though, Kirk, or you don't, or you don't have that army of people who are doing all of those things and you need it. That's why that's the, the, the you know, the, the reason to engage is because some of us don't have that army of people who are doing all of that's those it. things. And those are things that need to be done. Listen, let me, let me, let me drop this in here. Wow. Um, a lot of nuggets principles you're sharing with us. So, so let me ask this question then. So, you know, we're talking about where do we go from here? Um, we do have churches that are coming back and trying to, you know, do the in-person worship. We have all these sessions that are happening around us. Next year's a lot. What does, what type of leader is needed in this time now? What type of leader do we need? Because, you know, we're talking about engagement. We're talking about making sure that we have a, a powerful presence in the virtual space. What type of leader does the church need? What type of leader does the conference need? Or do we need some of these other entities that we have in the church? Well, uh, um, to steal um, a phrase, uh, I don't remember if it was a Pastor Curtis. I don't know who, who it was, but uh, he said, I'm, I'm going to steal the phrase and adapt it. I think the leaders that we need are leaders that operate based on imagination and not memory. 
that we say, oh, all right, where are we oh, going to go now? Like, what's the new world going to look say like? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Yeah, you got to back that up. Back that up. Say, say, say it one more time. <laughs> we talk, we talk to the ministerial leader for the Southern yeah. Union who ministers to a thousand pastors. He sits on a thousand boards. And and you just got to go through that again. Imagination. We got to have leaders on imagination instead of memorization. Let's go break that down for us, yeah. man. That was that was. Yeah, imagine, imagination and that memory is like what 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 can it look for? Well, what can it look like? Not what did it look like, right? So I ha mm -hmm. I have to ask myself. Um, these are questions that we already know the answer to, right? Do we need duplication at every level? The answer is no. Do we need so many levels? The answer is no. Like we know this already. We're not we're not answering any new questions. This is not breaking ground here, right? Um, the question is, do we have the will to do? Because if the people of Israel have shown us something during the Exodus journey, is that people prefer the dysfunction they know rather than the healing they don't, just oh, wow. because it's familiar. Because oh, it's familiar. Wow. I just, you know, why why do people stay in in toxic relationships? Because it's familiar, right? Yeah. Uh, like, like, and they show you who they are the first time, and you should have let, you should have done something about it, but but you don't, right? Uh, so, where is wow. the political that's, will? That's good. The, the, the bravery to say, uh, I have never been as proud and enthusiastic about being Adventist as I am right now. Hmm. Wow. Because with all the white supremacy movement in the evangelical world, we should be extremely well positioned yes. to be the outsiders. Yes. And in this day and age, the outsiders win. Yeah. The mm. non-conformist, non right? Yeah. We're, 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 like sus we're, we're like suspect of, of the government, uh, we're, you know, we don't, we're not really. <laughs> in, 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 we are somewhat we're, conspiracy theorists. We're, we're the most diverse uh, in North America, so we should be well positioned. I'm really excited because we're not, we're not conflated with the evangelical world, right? That, mm -hmm. that idolizes and believe that God has sent us to save America um, versus to preach the gospel, right? Uh, and but as we move forward, the question is, are we going to do, and it starts at the, like, what, what am I doing as a family? What am I doing as a local church? What am I doing at a local conference? What am I doing as a union? What am I doing as, as a division? And mm -hmm. it's hard. This is going to be sound hard. I mean, I work at the union. I understand. I do evangelism 10 to 12 meetings a year. But if, if my department disappeared, I would gladly go to a local church. I'm, I'm, I believe I'm here because God called me to be here. I, I wasn't looking for it. I didn't politic, politic anywhere to get where I am. Because if you, whatever you, you know, whatever you That's manufacture, it. you have to sustain. You Yeah. So, so I have to ask. Um, I, I believe the, the last thing I say about this is this: it's, it's hard. Oh no, it's to not. ask people to change okay it's, it's hard to ask people to change and this this happens i'm not talking about denomination i'm talking about from a family 
to a church, to a ministry, to the division, union. It's hard to ask people to change um, and do something different where, where their salary depends on keeping it the same. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's so, good. So you're not... It is until we, we say, yeah, all right, what's our, how are we going to invest money in our local church that is reflective of the of the the missional aspect, right? We have 100% of a budget, maybe 10% is evangelism. So you spend 90% on you. This is, this, this, how is this missional local church budget? So stop criticizing the conference. Talk to me about what you're doing in your church. Right? Roger, and the conference does the same thing. Then the union does the same thing. And then we'll see, we'll see incremental change. I see, I am excited and I'm, ho- and I'm hopeful, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also an optimist, right? Roger, and I believe that, that we're moving in that direction. Elder, we, we used mm. to spend at the local level, we would spend up to 75% of the local budget on the building, on the building. The mortgage, the insurance, the the janitor, the supplies, the the yard care, the 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 um, uh, grooming, all of that. That that what's that's what we would spend seventy five percent of local in a building that we haven't been in for fourteen months now. Um, so and and so did ministry no. stop? Was it supposed to stop? What where's all that seventy five percent of that in the local budget now? Um, and what could it be doing, or could it have been doing? Um, and I'm not trying mm. to say get rid of your buildings. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. saying that. Can I pose it's, a, it's a, a deployment center though? It's a deployment center. It's a deployment center. It's where you go and you know, it's a hub for service in the community. It's a, it's a multi-use for not just the preaching of the gospel, but the healing of the nations. Right. So it's, it, it we have real, real estate is important, but it's not, to be worshipped. We don't worship. There's some, there's some churches, since I've just said a lot, I just say one more thing <laughs> because I just make sure to delete this, this thing afterwards. Uh, <laughs> in some churches, TBD. people worship worship. Mm. Yes. They yes, worship yes, worship. Because you're yeah. trying to change one thing, and it's like what, wait, wait, what? Yeah. It's like this time speaking. It's like was like, super mad. I don't worship worship. I worship God, right? Yes, I worship sir. God. Yeah. And 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 when I have to ask myself two fundamental questions every day: is what I do and how we do it, is what we do and what we, and how we do it the best way to reach lost people? That filters every single question, every single ministry, every single funding issue is what we're doing and how we're doing it the best way to reach less people. If it's not, modify it, improve it, or delete it. Yeah, yeah I was going to, I wanted to, 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 to pose a, um, a slightly different perspective. I think, you know, the question has been asked, what, what, what are we going to need out of leadership? And I, I think um, Pastor Hernandez has given you a, a masterful answer to that. I want to pose a totally different perspective in that. I don't want, I, I want people to walk away with, do not, place it at the feet of leadership. Mm. I think one of the things that Pastor Hernandez yeah. said there that I was is, is so good, but I want you to take it one level down because he said, you know, ask yourself as a church, as a local body, what you're doing with your budget. And that's gold, but take it a step further. What are you, you, yes, you, just you doing with what God has given you? You see, because at the end of the day, 
there, nobody gave me permission to start the cafe or to create a YouTube channel uh, to, to answer people's questions. And, and, and largely, uh, no, nothing was, nothing was done. And so I, I, I've, I've come across people. Do you know that there are people that actually message me asking, hey, who did you talk to about starting up the cafe? Wow. Who, who did you get permission from? Do you know there are people that actually ask me that question? <laughs> what I'm trying to share with folks is that there, there, you don't need permission. You don't need permission. And, and here's the thing. I'm also coming across people all the time who have a vision, something God has placed in their heart that they feel passionate about doing, but they're waiting for the structure to get with them. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Why God is asking you to do what he's asking you to do mm, wow. there. That's not something he's asking your entire church body to do. Here's a, here's the truth, whatever your struggle is, and you know what it is. You can think of it right now in your mind. You can see it. You know exactly what it is. You can close your eyes and go right to that struggle and say, Lord, help me. Cause I know what that struggle is in your struggle you may find one or two other people at your specific body of, of faith that, that share the same struggle, but, but your entire church isn't going to be call, called to deal with that particular struggle. And as you find ways to gain the victory over that thing, or even just take a step in the right direction, you have information, you have <clears throat> content uh. to share with people that they need who are walking your same road. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. not, I think a, a lot of us get really confused by what our particular body of believers is called to do, local mm -hmm. church I'm talking, and what you as an individual that God is calling you to do. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. You see, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at the disciples, they didn't always go together. They went separately to different places to preach a different thing. They had different skill sets. It wasn't always the collective and the group. And you don't you want to get into an attitude or the mindset and habit of, well, you know, I, I tried and they, they voted it down. So what what can I do now? Ah, that's not that's not an excuse. I really believe that we as people and believers um, if we continue to take that attitude, we will miss several things because I, I firmly believe that it is in sharing what that sharing your struggle, sharing your journey that God can give you victory. He'll give you the victory simply because he knows you're going to share it with somebody else. <laughs> I mean, so at the end of the day, it is in your best interest, right? It is. If, if you intend to really do this Christian walk, You've got to do some introspection. You've got to do, I don't feel like what we're looking at post pandemic is going to be something like a, a major shift or structural move within the um, cultural Adventist church. I said cultural for a reason. Wow. Yeah. What I do believe is going to happen is that people are going to wake up to realize God is calling me to do this thing. And I've been dis disobedient. Hmm. Forget everything else. I need to make a change where that's concerned in whatever yeah. way that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I think uh, uh, what, what uh, Kurt just said is, is amazingly important. Stop saying, when is the church gonna, when is the church gonna, and start saying, where are you gonna, 
Because you're right. the church. Not the church. Like the church is some type of ethereal essence yeah. somewhere. You are the church, bro. You, you. Like what are you going to do? What are you to going to do? All right? You don't like it? Change it. I've always, Work I've towards always, change. I've always said that you don't need permission to do ministry. You don't need permission. Mm. Too many of our folks are waiting for permission to minister. You don't need permission to do ministry. Just minister. Yeah. I, I, I got to push. I got to push back on that a little bit because for too long and for too often, you have had to have permission to do ministry. There have been members who have started out and tried to do something and they've been called before the end of the pastor's office or called before the board. Pastors mm. called before the, the conference administration or, or the executive committee because they launched out and did not have permission. So while we tell people that in one breath, our culture, on the other hand, has always been trying to pull and, and control some of the strings. So the reality is, yes, you can do that, but we still have, and I, I'm, listen, I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> that, that we have that, that culture. And so somewhere along the way, whether it's, I don't know, is it written in any policy somewhere, or if it is just mm. simply a cultural thing, either we've got to address that and and i here, here's a style uh, i mean a, a term that i think uh, we talked about talking about a plantation style leadership mercy which we have had and we have labored under for for decades and 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 particularly certain sectors of this work um, mm -hmm. yes. and it is, and yes. it is trickled down. It's not always at, at the base level, but a lot of it has trickled down. And so we've got to find a way to break that cycle or, or, or get rid of that culture. If that's going to become a reality for so many of our folk, because so many people just don't have the courage, Roger, to say, I'm going to step out here no matter what pushback I get from leadership because they make me feel like I am not cooperating with the brethren. They make me feel like I'm out of step. And so they don't have that courage. So somewhere along the way, yes, you don't have to have permission, but we got to find a way to break that cycle of leadership within the church. But that's, but that's when you look at ministry and you define ministry from a particular mm. perspective. What I'm saying here is basically ministry for me, is what I can bring to the table and I can do. And many of our folks look for the type of ministry that I want to do. I still have to get permission from the church to do it. You don't, you don't need to. I don't need permission to feed my neighbor. Yeah, all I'm I, saying is that pastors and church yeah, leaders need to stop making, making people feel like they do have to get permission. No, but what I'm saying, but see, that's what I'm saying. As a church, as a structure, we have been making people feel like they need right. permission. But, mm -hmm. but in my in my neighborhood, um, I've talked to a friend right yeah. now who who is um, who is setting up. He's talking to his his his, his block association, and he is planning to do a block party for his cul-de-sac. Yes. Does he need mm -hmm. church permission to do that? No. And that's what I'm wow. talking about. Right. We wow. to think yeah. we need to come back to the church and say, hey, mm -hmm. did you give me this or could we do this? No, just do your ministry. Just do the ministry. Do, do your, your ministry. To yeah. do mm -hmm. ministry. That's all I'm saying. My Good. word. And yeah, I, and I, stuff, and let, me, let me let me jump in. Let me jump in here too. And I think that now 
of the the leadership of the church. We are, you know, the leadership of the church. They're in a position to be more uh, amiable <laughs> to, to to different forms of ministry and. I think that now there is going to be, or there, right now, I think there's a greater tendency for leadership to resource and help these other ministries. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the virtual space is the virtual space. Me Look, leaders know that, hey, the reason why tithe went up during the pandemic is because people gave. They weren't at the church. They weren't at the building. People gave. They gave because maybe they gave because of obligation. Maybe we gave because they, they felt the mission. But now when churches are opening up, they recognize that there's power even when they don't see people in the pew. So I think now people are going to be more, they're going to lean towards resourcing and helping ministry. One of the things that I want to ask, though, um, is this, this, you know, we talk about the individual responsibility to do ministry. What's the church mm. going to do? No, let's, let's move that to what are you going to do? But let's face it, we do have this organization, right? We do have this structure, okay? We have this Adventist mm -hmm. structure. And so when, and we've been talking about constituency meetings before, and I know a lot of people don't really care about that too much, but, you know, we do have some members that are really engaged, right? So when you look at these leaders, and I like what Roger said, that uh, we need leaders who function more on, you know, I'm going to imagine stuff. I'm going to, you know, launch out and try some things that I haven't tried it's before so instead of so instead good. of going back on the old. So, so are there any other characteristics that we look for in leadership as we go through this stage of the church's journey? I, I, I think that you need leaders that are willing to pay the price uh, to move the church forward because criti criticism is the currency of success, right? It's impossible for you to be a leader that is worth any of your weight in salt if you don't, you are not criticized, right? I I'll give you an example. I've, I've heard of at least two churches that when, when the building was shut down, they started having worship outside right there multiple churches had, had worship outside but this particular church had worship outside and they had a praise team with a drum set right now that they're going back in the building they're like hey we've never had drums inside the church oh like we have drums. so there's a big now brouhaha because it was okay to worship with the drums outside the church but just don't bring it in the building right meanwhile literally in in the street there are people literally getting shot in the back that they're they're you know all kinds of crisis in the community but we're talking about is drums okay in the parking lot but not in the church right you see do, do you see the disconnect Right. Yeah. So it, you need leadership that is bold, that is bold and says, all right, our mission unites us. Right. Our mission is to reach a world for Jesus. Our mission unites us. But but what are the steps? What are the practical steps that we need to take that are going to bring some heat, but are going to make it easier for the following generations? 
All right. The reason when I took a church over, the reason we were made, able to make some changes is because the pastor before me paid the price. He did not see the change, but he facilitated it. So he was bold and and putting getting the church to to a place where I could take it further. So I I, I just need I'm praying for leaders who will step up and say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, uh, you know, I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail, but I'm yeah, gonna make changes yeah. that need to be made. So it's, it, we, we would not lose a generation. Every church is a generation away from extinction. Every single. Mm. Uh, and if, and if you operate on that, you say, okay, I wanna, I wanna make sure. I asked the church today, how many people on the 35 are in your church board? And they were like, well, um, in, uh, it's like they start speaking in tongues, right? Oh, well, you know, and if, if you're not intentional about it, it's not going to happen. So where, where are the wow. leaders that are going to pay the price to lead, right? That are going to say, I'm not here to make sure everybody likes me, but the mission is pushed forward. Hey, listen, listen, I want to, I, 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 Kirk has a, has another appointment that he's got to bounce yeah. to. And listen, we just wanted to say thank you so much, uh, brother Nugent for a uh, Bishop Nugent, uh, how, how do you say the preacher something, something, what was that other phrase you said they call you in the, the, in the space? The geek speaker preacher. Geek speaker preacher. All right, listen, oh, man, cool. just thank you so very much for your, your contribution to this conversation today. Um, anything you want to share just uh, before you, before you leave PRT audience? Man, one of the things that um, I, I, I hear it, I hear uh, Pastor Hernandez saying it, I hear you guys saying it, and I think that in some ways Pastor's Roundtable fulfills this uh, for so many people, and that is, you know, uh, professional development or, you know, putting more tools in your toolbox to be able to do ministry on a level that you have not been able to do it before. Um, and I, I love Pastor's Roundtable for that. That's exactly why I do what I do with how it all works. And I bring people on who can help you see things from a different perspective, um, fill in some of those puzzle pieces. One of the things that we are doing next weekend is we are we have a conference coming up and it is called the Next Level Conference. Uh, we have a number of, of speakers that we are going to have with us uh, for that conference um, <laughs> I see Bishop Donald Oliver is there, but yeah, a number of speakers that are going to be at this conference. This is the day one set of speakers. Um, this is the day two set of speakers here. Um, and, and, and we're going to be touching on, uh, several different topics. Um, uh, of course, all leading into live video strategy, but branding, um, um, graphic design, building community, the power of story, leadership, um, and marketing. These are all things that, even though these are terms that are used in the business world, these are terms that we in the church, in the body of Christ, need to familiarize ourselves as we seek to take to the digital streets uh, with the gospel of Jesus for online delivery of, of, of the good news. And then, and of course, the, the second day, we're going to be talking about live video strategy and some of the things you can do to actually get your live stream going. I'm not talking about for your church. I'm talking about for your passion project, for your ministry, for your side hustle, for your business. This is what we are looking to do. And so want to make sure that everybody is aware of that. If you get if you can if you get a chance to come check us out the 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 link I will try to put it in the chat it's it's howitallworks.com slash register works is spelled with an e I'll try to put that in the chat Kanika is there so maybe she might be able to put it in the chat as well yeah put but, it in but the, the chat the, or just the main... a separate post on the page so folk can see it stand okay. standalone there. Uh, 
Definitely would do that. Definitely would do that. I just want to make sure people know that this is one of the things that we're doing to help folks, again, small businesses, entrepreneurs, faith-based entities to be able to shine a floodlight on their brand. And for some of us, our brand is our walk with Jesus Christ, but for others, it may be for money. These are some of the things that we've got to do. We've got to get into some of these spaces and to really uh, make our our voices heard, make our our expertise known, and and I think you know that the Adventist Church is, oh my word, we are just so blessed with people who work at a level that is just phenomenal. But we do so in our sound chamber, you know, we do so within our own circles, and we never allow others to experience that greatness. This this is what we're trying to do with this conference. And so if you if you have a second, if you if you want to check us out, it's it's the, the the link is on the screen and it's in the chat, howitallworks.com slash register. We'd love to have you come join us. It is next weekend. It is the 30th and 31st, uh, 2 to 4 p.m. both days. That's central time. So excited to see if anybody would want to come through. And again, if you are wanting to come through and the price is prohibitive, just email us at info at how it all works. We have several sponsors who have provided um, paid for several seats for others to be able to come and attend um, cost for, you know, no, no cost at no cost. So um, definitely want to make sure that you are, if you are interested in it, if this is something you want to do, right. This to be clear, it is not going to be a spectator conference. You're not going to come and sit and be like, that was really good. You're going to have to come with a notepad and a pen. You're going to have to come ready to, to really ask yourself some tough questions. What is my brand personally? And, and then we're going to have to retool. So uh, if that's what you're interested in, by all means, please go ahead and register. And if you cannot afford the, the, the entry fee, then please email us and we'll try and make that work for you. Thank you so much, Anselm, D Dr. Dion, Pastor Wade. Thank you guys so much, Pastor Hernandez. The perspectives and the, the, the comments, the knowledge, the wisdom, the nuggets you have shared, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, excited to, to, to share this, this stage with you just for a little bit of time. And again, uh, thanks to the Pastors Roundtable community uh, for allowing me a, a, part, a portion of time just to share a little bit of what's going on with us and to talk on some of these critical topics uh, that have become to be known here at the Pastors Roundtable. Amen. It's an honor. It's we've been honored and blessed by your presence. Thank you so much, Kirk. We will see you. Thank you so much. Next man. go round. All right. All right. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, Dion, we we uh, we, we got one. We got about five more minutes with uh, Pastor Hernandez here. Um, what do we got? Well, listen, again, uh, talking about where do we go from here, man, you you all have been dropping some nuggets. I mean, some powerful principles on how we can get involved and, and what does leadership look like. And so as we come to the tail end, want to ask, what's, what's the most, and I guess we're at the, that last question there, what's the most important thing, the most important takeaway that you would like for our viewers to, to get from this conversation one of the give me just the two to the two most important takeaways from this conversation that we've been having right now about where do we go from here um i, I would say two things number one stop asking for stop waiting for permission and number two do something start before you're ready start before you're ready just do something just i mean Stop looking at everybody, like, who's going to tell you, what are you going to do, when, when are things going to change? I see a lot of, you know, Twitter outrage, but how about hmm. doing something? I, I can't change evangelism in the denomination, but I can change the evangelism that I do. 
right? That, that's that's mm -hmm. my responsibility. This is what I'm doing right now, right? So, so do something, do something. Don't don't wait for perfect conditions. Just do something. Mm. Amen. Beautiful. Don't Dr. wait for permission and do something. But Roger and Anderson, gotta do something, baby. As you, as you, as you're leading pastors, you said you are the pastors, pastors. Um, I want to know what are we doing? Um, there's a concept we were talking about this in our production meeting that the the pastors that we are that are coming today to lead us are not coming out of a uh, a factory or is being manufactured. They're being groomed and grown in the local church, which is an interesting concept that it's the very same place they're going to lead that they come from. What are some of the things mm -hmm. that, we, that we have some local leaders or local churches uh, members listening right now? What are some of the things that you as the pastor's pastor can share with them that they can help start to begin to groom the kind of leader we need for the future? or even for the now? What are some of the things our local yeah. churches can do doing now? Yeah, no, nobody pays me to develop my leadership, but they punish me if I don't, right? That's the reality of the of, of a leader. So I, I learned early on that everything rises or falls in, in leadership. This is what John Maxwell says. I learned I was underqualified to lead. So I, I understood that leadership development is my responsibility. I need to read. I need to know, like, I, I had a conversation with Anson a while back where we, we, he threw a bomb. He said every pastor should have the YouTube channel. And then he was crucified for it. Uh, because like, I don't, people were saying, I don't like the way I sound. I mean, but you want, like, I don't like to listen to myself. But you want us to listen to you, right? But what you don't want to listen world? to yourself. <laughs> what, what are you? What are you even saying? So I'm saying, greatest investment yourself. So if I'm a church leader, a member, right? Like, how can I invest in my pastor? What what kind of courses? There's lots of courses. I want to continually invest in my development as a leader. In in uh, I remember uh, graciously. Uh, people in my church would, uh, would give me books, uh, would give me resources, and, and would, would were, were patient in my growing pains as a leader, right? Instead of expecting for me to be a perfected leader, they, they knew I was being perfected into leadership and this patience that we need to have. So I, I would just encourage uh, leaders to, leadership is not developed in a day, but it's developed every day so what what did i do today what did i read today what did i learn today what did i how did i grow today if we if we're doing that we don't see immediate incredible change but over a period of time we see sustainable change we 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 overestimate what we can do in a short period of time and over and underestimate what we can do in a long period of time. Like we overestimate what we can do like in three months and underestimate what we could do in five years or three years. I'm playing the long game. I want to, I always want to be sharp. Ministry does not look like it did 10 years ago, but I need to be up with what's happening, what the trends, how to read the, you know, the, the, the currents, the culture, 
Um, if not, I'm going to be extinct. I'm, I'm not going to be here. Extinct. Extinct. Extinct is the word that I wanted to use. My Spanish gets in the way sometimes. But it's been a pleasure for me being with you guys. Um, thank you for. And I've seen, I've seen 10 people subscribe to my YouTube channel. So this is great. It's a great hey, afternoon. Hey, 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 good stuff. That's 10 books. Um, let's put that up again. Um, if you call that out, call that that uh, that uh, website or the channel name out again. We'll get that put up again in the chat for... Um, Pastor, Pastor Roger Hernandez. And I have content in English and Spanish. So you go on the playlist and you can see sermons in English. Uh, you can see leadership in English. You can see marriage stuff in English. Uh, there's the church planting. There's a lot of stuff that's in English only. A lot of stuff that's in Spanish only. Uh, so you just got to work yourself through those playlists so you can find the content that you're looking for. Boom. All right. There it is up on the screen. Go ahead and check that. We'll also make sure that that gets a post in the group so that you can do that. Man, uh, Elder Hernandez, thank you again. So I don't know if you like calling being being elder. I know your your beard is as gray and as white as mine is when I grow it in. <laughs> we were uh, we were classmates together at at Andrews and it is always good to to see what the Lord is doing with your ministry.